Okay, systems are nominal. Time vortex is vortexing. Uh, TARDIS seems to be running just fine. Awesome. Cool. See, isn't piloting the TARDIS fun? Is that a message? We're we're getting a message? Put it on the screen. Are you there? Come in, Podcastica team. Uh, John? Um, hello, me? Two Johns. Hey, me. See, John, that contraption worked. <laughs> the hell is going on? Guys, listen, we don't have much time. The angels have the episode. The angels have the episode. We've been stuck here for 152 episodes. Oh, the angels. Oh, man. <sighs> Look, the Weeping Angels have quantum locked the original episode 14. You need to go back and retrieve it. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You're stuck in the past? Where am I? Long story. Oh, crap. The battery's dying on this thing. Guys, I'm scared. Uh, same? Same. Welcome to Night of the Living Beast. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 14, Blink. My name is John, and joining me as he does every time we uh, try to unlock a quantum lock is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello, how's it going, John? Good, my friend, good. And also joining me in studio, a.k.a. our bedroom, is my wonderful fiancé, Lauren Bancroft. Lauren, hello. Hello, from the studio. From the studio slash slash the place we we, live. We live. Yep, that's just this room. Hey, Taylor. (laughs) Taylor. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. How how are you, sir? I am good. Good, good. I am good. Life has been uh, interesting of late. Oh, yeah, um, I think I saw a UFO last Wednesday. Yes. Oh, what? that's some Doctor Who news. Yes, tell the story, right. Taylor. Tell the story. Okay, I, I I will tell the story. Um, I actually will also have a uh a link in the show notes actually to a uh, um a map of all sorts of strangeness and you can contribute stuff to it. So I. I put my story up there too, but, um, so yeah, last Wednesday I had dropped the kids at school and I was heading out of town, uh, toward work and, um, traffic is really slow at this spot because it's merging. And so I'm creeping along and I'm looking up and it's you know, clear day. Sun's behind me cause it's like eight in the morning mm-hmm. and I literally see this little white dot at a really, really high altitude, just very steadily. Going across the sky. Now, I fully admit, it could be a jet at just the right angle at a really, really, really high altitude, uh, catching the sun. Right. But it didn't glint. It wasn't bright. It literally, and I hate to say it, it literally looked like a Tic Tac. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. It legitimately looked like a Tic Tac. And I went, well, that's weird. And I kind of watched it for a little while as I'm merging. So I can't, you know, completely stop and put my eyes on it the whole time. Um, it didn't like reflect the sunlight like the body of a jet would. Mm-hmm. And if, if it was the size of a jet, it would have to be enormously high. Hmm. Because yeah. this, this was small, white, and ovoid in shape. Interesting. Um, and the more I thought about it, I was like, 
I don't know that I can exactly identify that because I do like to look in the sky a lot and I see a lot of the jets. We have three airports mm-hmm. uh, in the Bay Area. So there's planes coming in and out of here all the time. The other planes that I saw at a high altitude uh, during the rest of the day and, and, and even since then, because I'm watching the skies even more now, they either have a little bit of contrail behind them or I can make out the shape. Um, you know, they're, they're even a little bit bigger than what I saw. Um, so while I can't say, oh yeah, it was scooting along and then did a 90 degree turn and zipped off at an incredible, impossible rate of speed. I I can't say, you know, oh, that definitely was not a plane. Yeah. Um, but this, this was enough of something where I'm kind of like, and I was already kind of having this weird synchronistic day already at that (laughs) point. Um, so just for that to kind of cap things off and i'm like okay i fully accept that i may have seen something unexplainable man all before 9 a.m and all before <laughs> 9 a.m yeah it made Big the commute yes. a bit more interesting that's for sure wow nice there you go yeah you you told me that story i believe uh an hour after were, it happened if uh, that yeah not too long after it happened you were actually the first person uh i told and then i went you know what i need to just like jot all this down so i literally did a twitter thread nice. uh just to get everything out and then yeah. somebody you know was like hey you should submit it to this site over here and i was like okay sure why not now have have you has anyone else in the area reported anything similar or no uh not not that i've seen and you said uh, you in tr- terms of like websites that i follow right and you said you had tried to check the uh what did it, is it you tried to check oh to... like flight flight tracker software yes, yeah um or, or websites in fact i even made a point on friday because i i didn't have a chance thursday and it was completely clouded over but on friday i sat down and and at that time i watched that area like i need to find something that might fit the bill Mm. and not quite at the right time there was actually a singapore airlines jet uh going from singapore to lax and it's at forty-one thousand feet Ooh! but i went back and i watched because there's a i think there's at least one site where you can replay uh like the past handful of flights so i'm like oh look it flew through here on wednesday Mm -hmm. let's watch its path so i watched its path and it did not come over the Bay Area. Mm. It didn't. It didn't come over California until like like uh, like Big Sur. Oh, okay. So there so were I'm no. Like, okay, so we. It, so, so there were no giant Tic Tac uh, streams like paths at all. Well, no. And, and the only thing that I saw on Friday that would have possibly fit the bill at that exact time was the Singapore Airlines flight that wasn't on Wednesday right. in the same spot that I saw what I saw. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. I hope the mystery gets solved. Yeah. I hope somebody uh I, sees that on the on the that website you you linked it to and they're like, "Oh yeah." Same. Same. Right. That would, that be, would be cool. Yeah, Fingers that would crossed. be very cool. Um, um but I I've realized that with with phenomenon sometimes you just have to accept that you are left with questions. Yes, absolutely. And wonder. Yes, um, lots le- of wonder. Left with wonder, yes. I know that Lauren got um some some questions uh when she was in line waiting to uh get into Elizabeth Warren's rally. Uh hey, where'd you get that shirt? Yeah. Uh I was wearing I'm my so excited about this. Yeah, my my future of time uh, time and space is female shirt. Yeah. Got some compliments. There was a group of uh, of Hoovians behind me. Awesome. I would yeah. I had very good line buddies the whole time. Good. Every line I was I, in, I'm just 
I'm so excited by the fact that the I, I'm like the very possible future president yep. of the United States has been exposed to <laughs> our podcast sure. Do you know how yep. excited that makes me? Like, it's so cool. Yep. It's very cool. I really wanted to ask because when you walked into the town hall, they were giving out raffle tickets. And then uh, when the town hall started, if they called your number, they called a few numbers. And if they called yours, you were one of the few to get to ask an unfiltered question of Elizabeth nice. Warren. Wow. And I got one and I'm like, but I don't have a question. I'm like, I would feel I would get booed out of this place if I was like, hey, do you like Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> Although I desperately want to know. So if anyone knows if Elizabeth Warren is a, a Whovian herself oh or she's a, even a casual fan, would accept a casual fan. I'm already going to vote for her. Yes, let that make yes. that be clear. Already going to vote for her. I would go so far. I would I would just accept like, do you dig science fiction yeah. in general? Sure. The genre like, as I, a whole. Okay. Yeah, the genre sure. itself. Yeah. yeah, why not? Well, uh, let us get to this, uh, this who news here and, uh, oh boy, here we go. First yes. on the docket here, Taylor. Hey, there's some Gallifrey One news. My but goodness. It's not guests yet. Wait, what? Are you serious? Gallifrey One put out I a know. news thing and it, I, you know, I'm being sarcastic, obviously. I know. I know. We, and we were like this last year with Galley. You know what? They have been taking their time with our first major guest block, but they, they are working on it. Um, and they're like, look, we'll get it to you in the next couple of weeks. So expect about a month. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, because if I know anything, if I say to my wife, Hey, I'm going to go work on the bus for an hour. Next thing I know, it's three hours later and I'm still not done. Yeah. Um, but they are working on it. Things are coming along. We've made it through the summer. And so they have now come up with a 2020 programming questionnaire. Yes. I yes, have they have. I got to fill this out yeah, here. What do we got? Yeah. Same. And in fact, we have to remember once the ticket transfers can happen to oh, yes. transfer the ticket that you guys were nice enough to get for me. Yes. Oh, did we? we yes, got we one did. For, great. Oh, happy to. I Taylor. mean, it's happy just to. everything is just forgotten. Well, it also happens. <laughs> okay. It happens so many months in advance. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Where it's like, what? How, how long ago was that? Three or four months? Yeah. Forever ago. Yeah. Several lifetimes. So I think one exciting thing is the uh, the hotel renovations continue. Yes. We've got a really sad picture of them ripping out all the, the walls and carpet. And there's There they all are. They're, they're so happy to be getting rid of that thing we love so much. But I will say, <laughs> these mock-ups, I love this carpet. It's, yeah. I, I dig it. I, I like the blue vibe. Yeah. I really dig it. I love um, the lighting it looks like they're putting in there. Um, mm -hmm. new, new trim, I think. Looks yeah. like there's seating all around the walls now. Um, this is going to be very exciting. You know what? Actually, the carpet in this one kind of looks like the, uh, you know, the, the generic cup that you would get. The white, the white. <laughs> yes. Just kind of, sort of. I think it kind of yeah. looks like sound waves if you it cross does. your eyes. And this is, it's just very cool. These are all going to have to go. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out. I'm like, these these are going to have to go. They're going like, to block the Daleks. Yeah. These like middle of the aisle. Oh, areas. yes. These like. Oh, who knows? I mean, these giant Ottomans. Yeah. But I mean, very exciting. I think it's really cool. Another thing I I uh, I saw is they're not having the, uh, I didn't really use it a lot, but they, uh, they're getting rid of the, um, the con suite. Oh, yeah. I saw that too. And I, I, 
I think maybe I've been to the con suite twice. Yeah. yeah I've only been there by accident ever. So. <laughs> I've been there a couple of times. It's fun to stop in sometimes if you just want something quick and you don't want to pay a million dollars for it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. We're getting that news. It's coming. So good. Yeah. And one of the things they're doing is they're cutting off the main programming at six instead of seven before starting up the evening stuff, which I think is a good idea because I remember even just this year getting done with stuff at seven and being like, all right, guys, what are we doing for dinner? And spending 20 minutes trying to figure out what we're doing for dinner. <laughs> right. And getting and in going, line, okay, getting in line yeah. to, with all the other con goers for who are all ravenous. Yeah. Right. Or trying to run out to Taco Bell or whatever. Um, yeah, I, so I think that's, a, I think that's a smart idea. Um, personally, I know that, um, uh, airlines kind of now have flights in February available. Um, I know Southwest does, and I really, I kind of got to talk to the family about it, but I really want to try to come down like Thursday afternoon. Oh boy. Yeah, do it. Do it rather man. than first thing Friday morning. Do because... it. We'll be, oh, but, we'll be there by then. But yeah, we will be there by then. But also, Taylor, th then we can't try and recreate the greatest airport pickup of all time. <laughs> I don't think we can top it, so why try to recreate yeah, You know it? what? I agree. That is still, I remember you just got in the car and I was like, yeah, this was amazing timing. It was so good. It was the best. Yeah, it was, it was magical. And if you want to hear more about that, go listen to, I assume, uh, day one of our uh, Gallifrey One coverage from last year. Yep. In the archives, as they say. Yeah. It makes it sound, it makes um, it sound more fancy. Got it. Archives, got so. it. Archives. Got it. Fancy. <laughs> but we will have a link to all that Gallifrey News one in the show notes. Go check it out. Um, happy to say that the Sixth Doctor and Perry are coming back for more Big Finish adventures. Yeah. Always support that idea. Um, I'm really enjoying Six Doctor stuff, so we're we're looking at August 2020. If you're going to put it on, uh, put it on your calendar. Yeah, it's a long way out. It is a long yeah. way out, but that's kind it's of a year, right? What, yeah, Big Finish what these days. Month is it yeah. now? What year is it? Yeah, it's uh, it's a year out. I mean, Big Finish usually does that. They're like, oh. here's this exciting thing coming in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Well, pretty there's much. so much I would to listen to. Their so. Scheduler. Oh my goodness, yes, that would be terrible. <laughs> or fun, I don't uh, know. Yeah, well, it could be, I suppose. This is, this is. Thank God, I'm trying to schedule all that stuff. What I think is neat is that um, the the third story in this new set um, is actually going to feature Colin Baker's daughter, Rosie, as a character. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. Interesting. However you can get into the fandom. Yeah. However right? you can get, or you can work your way in to be part of what you love, do it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, we also now spoilers ahead. Let's 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 put this out here. Spoilers ahead. Watch out. Um, Cybermen have most definitely been spotted on set filming yes. for season twelve. Yes, they have. Uh, this I, personally, I'm excited. Yeah, um, I've read a little bit about this. I've looked at the pictures. Um, they're they're speculating this might be for the finale, which would kind of make sense. Ooh, finale. Are they already shooting the finale? I, I don't have that confirmed. Mm. That literally is just a, gotcha. we have a big classic villain. It must be a finale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very So it might not be. Yeah, this is, uh, this is cool. This is, um, we got some c cyber guy, some cyber dudes not wearing all their entire cyber are uniform. They, are they wearing the blankets to hide? I think they're, yes, and also maybe it's cold there. 
Can we get them like a full length robe? This is the BBC, babe. This is poor planning. (laughs) Hide them better. I can see full below the waist cyber business. Yeah, and then like this. This one is. Oh, right, and that one too. That's pretty far away, but clearly they're cyber. But you can see they're cybermen, yeah. That's exciting. I don't want to get involved in their cyber business. No, nobody does. Who does? Who does? (laughs) Somebody might, you know? Maybe. No judgment. Who knows? Rule 34 of the internet. And it's, oh, it's, yes. it's out there somewhere. Uh, and this last bit saw it just this morning, so I had to throw it in uh, for, I think, the sixth installment of The Adventures of River Song. Um, <laughs> Big Finish is retconning her into four, honest-to-goodness, classic Who stories. Um, oh, my not goodness. Not quite making her part of the action but giving her adventures that put her kind of in the same place at the same time. So she's having an adventure in the background while the Yeti is terrorizing London with the second doctor, you know, the next block over kind of thing. Oh my goodness. This is interesting. I, I, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how they, uh, how they pull this off, especially since we go all the way back to an unearthly child. It's ambitious. Yeah. Especially and, since Big Finish is canon. Yes. It's like, well, yeah. watch out, guys. We all love Alex Kingston. We all <laughs> do. Yeah. But you're going to draw a line somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. They're drawing yeah. it. Oh. And I, I, I do have a laugh that um, uh, this uh, Gizmodo article says, hey, look, you know, if they're doing Doctors 1 through 4 in the set, maybe they'll do 5 through 8 in the future. Hey, time in the Ronnie, anyone? I saw that. Oh, goodness. I was like, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Boy. All right. Yeah. Well, let us... Uh, it is now time for for Esther... Indeed it is. ...to recapture episode 14. We watched Blink, uh, starring David Tennant as the Doctor, uh, Freema Adjaman as Martha, uh, Carrie Mulligan as Sally Sparrow, and Michael... Oh, Biori. Oh, I messed it up. Lauren, do you want to do it or do you want me to? Uh, Obioria. And Michael Obiora. As Billy Shifter. (laughs) (laughs) Written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Hattie McDonald. It first aired June 9th, 2007, and it was the 10th episode of season three. And we got a slew of story notes. Indeed we do. Uh, thank you, fine folks at TARDIS Wiki. Check them out. Support them if you can. Yes. Uh, the Timey Wimey Detector is assembled from items, including a Blackpool postcard. And that's only important because Blackpool is where the sixth doctor was supposed to take Perry after Revelation of the Dalek. And <laughs> as we all know, they went on an 18 month hiatus instead. Yes. <laughs> well, pretty much. It goes ding when there's a hiatus. Yes. Um, this episode won a Hugo Award in 2008. Uh, naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is the first episode to be directed by a woman after a 22-year interval, Woo! which is which is a terribly long time. Yeah. Um, granted, there was, you know, the wilderness years. Yes. Um, the previous one was, oddly enough, Mark of the Rani. Oh, time of the Rani, Mark of the Rani. Again, another Six and Perry. Uh-huh. They're popping up a lot in a story yeah. that does not involve either of them. <laughs> uh, in 2009, Doctor Who magazine conducted a reader poll to rank the first 200 Doctor Who stories in order of preference. Blink ranked second, 
Interesting. Surpassed only by the 1984 other missing episode of ours, The Caves of Androzani. Yes. Uh, more on that later, possibly. More on that later. Not Indeed. possibly. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the plot of this story was based on a short story that Stephen Moffat wrote for the Doctor Who annual in 2006 called What I Did on My Christmas Holidays by Sally Sparrow. Um, the story involves Sally Sparrow, who's a child in the story as opposed to a young woman in the episode, writing her school assignment about being contacted by the Ninth Doctor through photographs and a videotape. Like the episode, there's a sequence in which Sally has a conversation with the Doctor through the television in which he gives her instructions to allow her to return the TARDIS to him. The Weeping Angels didn't exist in this story. Um, the Doctor was separated from the TARDIS due to a hiccup. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, knowing what to do, thanks to an adult Sally, um, who apparently in this story is a beautiful spy who saves the Doctor's life. <laughs> sure. All right, Moffat. Um, giving him... The story that details the experience much yeah. the way Interesting. All right. Very... So the spirit of yeah. it's there. But man, the, Definitely. it's hard to believe that this started, this episode started as a short story without the Weeping Angels because this is so, yeah. Imp- the Weeping Angels are so important to the actual episode. And with the, exactly. and with the ninth doctor. Yeah. Also, I guess that answers my question. I was going to ask, how do you think he wrote this episode? And, uh, never mind. Uh, that. <laughs> so uh before we revised yes and then revised it before we get into it uh taylor you have a world famous synopsis for us indeed i do a young woman finds herself in the middle of a massive case of high strangeness people around her go missing only to, to return greatly aged and with messages from a mysterious man through a rather brilliant adventure she finds that she was the start of the strangeness all along all right, guys. Apparently, I'm talking like James T. Kirk today. Sorry about that. I thought you were going to start doing from unsolved mysteries. I thought you were going to go that way. I'd, I'd have to insert the unsolved mysteries music underneath. Oh that, my and goodness! I don't think I have that handy. What a show! You know, I know, I th- right? I think this has nothing to do with anything, and I apologize. I'm very sure one of my uncles on my mom's side was one of the unsolved mystery cases. Oh, God, really? Let's just go. I'll just lay it out right now. He randomly disappeared in New Jersey. They found his car by a lake. It was uh, abandoned. The door was open. There was uh, receipts and everything all over the place. They um, dragged the lake. They could not find him, and they've never found him since. Holy smokes. It's like some legit missing 411. Yeah stuff Man. over here i've been trying to look wow. for that episode because i'm very sure my mom told me that it was going to be on unsolved mysteries and i remember and this is just another random fact from that i remember every time we would visit my grandparents and we would drive down uh the jersey turnpike it's which is surrounded by trees my grandma would look out into the distance and go he's i think he's out there somewhere Wow. And, you know. And so oh there you go. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. That's crazy. There actually, I think there is a, a, I think it's a podcast that is reviewing every episode of oh, Unsolved Mysteries. Interesting. Well, I'll see if I yeah. can, uh, I gotta f- see if I can do some more digging and find that episode, but I feel like I looked years ago and couldn't find it. But, uh, Taylor, I'm sure if I tell you right now to remind me to check in with my mom about that tomorrow, you will do so. I, I definitely will. Yes, I will definitely, uh, uh, follow up. And then if I get any information, 
next episode, we'll follow up on that. But let's talk about Blink, guys. Yeah. And <laughs> while I was taking notes, I looked at my notes and went, well, I don't really got a lot here. Usually it's some, some critical notes. Usually it's, uh, why did they do this? But yep. as you said at the top, Taylor, this was ranked out of the, the first 200 episodes of Doctor Who. It ranked number two. Um, is this, I feel like this story's near perfect. Do we all agree? Yeah. I feel like it's pretty, pretty much feel like it's timeless. Yeah. I have rewatched it twice in the past two days and didn't get tired of it. And I, you know, I've watched it through the years multiple times and it's just a great story overall and you can see why Moffat, you know maybe they were like well look how great this is let's get him more stuff to do and now now he's running the show mm-hmm. yeah um yeah you know i just find a uh, i just enjoying the story not finding a lot of notes to take but at the same time i feel like the notes i have are very just like solid notes about how great this show is yeah this was a really great episode I really like how it's it's complicated, you know, as far as like really playing with the rules of time. Yes. Uh, and there were, you know, a lot of extra characters we got to meet for a very brief time and then, you know, never again. Um, but there were there were no loopholes. I did. I didn't think that there were any like in a huge like gaping, not loopholes, plot holes. I feel like there was nothing like huge and crazy. Like I was asking questions during my rewatch. And then I was like, oh, wait, I can scratch that question off my list because it gets answered, which yes. I think is really important. And it just lends itself to how just how solid this episode really is. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's completely true. I, I, I think those of us kind of steeped in fandom, you know, when, you know, I think we get a little bit of blink burnout because people go, oh, you know, what's an episode I should totally watch? And almost universally, people go, oh, yeah, you got to watch blink. Now, is it necessarily the best episode to introduce someone to doctor who with probably not because it's a doctor light episode is it a great episode yes absolutely and so even though you know i'm gonna sit here and say you know people kind of hype the episode up so much that you're almost kind of like okay okay enough about blank you go back and you watch it and you, you can't fault people for saying that really because it is just that solid from start to finish it if you're going to write not just a time travel story, but one that is a closed time-like loop where the only way that he has that information is that he gets it at the end, but he only gets it because she's able to put it together from stuff that, you know, you kind of get in the circular going like it, it's, it's information that appeared out of nowhere, basically, in order to create this loop. You're going to have to be really, really careful crafting that story because otherwise you will. Like you were saying, Lauren, get plot holes and you will get stuff going, well, no, wait a second, this can't work. But this is pretty damn near airtight. It is, yeah. So um, you said you don't think this is a good introduction for uh, for Doctor Who for people because it is a Doctor Light episode. Uh, I want to throw yes. over to the counterpoint, which would be uh, Lauren, <laughs> who, who I believe... Has a different take on that. Um, okay, well, Blink is in my Doctor Who starter pack that I have for people who are like, hey, I don't know anything about the show, but I see you love it so much. Where should I start? If I'm like, well, if you're just going to dive right in, start with nine. Um, but if they're mm-hmm. like, well, I just want to watch a few episodes, I'm like, okay, cool. So I have like a starter pack of one 
ideally standalone episode from each of the Doctors in New Who. And this is the 10th Doctors episode for me because it's such a great episode of TV. Yes. Just because it's so, 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 so good. And mm-hmm. so solid. And it does, like, my favorite episodes of Doctor Who are ones that really play with time. And that is what this does. Um, yeah. Like, to a crazy solid extent. Um, so I would say, to get them interested, that, yeah, this is, I mean, get them hooked and then they'll start watching. Even though, um, even though it is a Doctor Light episode, I mean, he's not the centric character in the show. You think that's, has, obviously it's worked. It has. <laughs> enough to where it sure people... has i've converted many to the cause um, <laughs> um but yeah i mean i don't think it being a dr light episode uh because i mean this show is more than just the doctor yes it's the mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. it you know it is the direction it's the playing with time it's the kind of making the rules up as you go um there's so much involved in this show it's not all about the doctor you know companions are the best of him and uh, we got some really good, very short-term companions. We did. Well, and I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. And and yeah, there there's a few people in this story that I would love to see, you know, get a turn at being a companion. And I think as part of a starter pack, I think that's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. For one, thank you. I think this would work great as part of a starter pack. If somebody's looking like I want to jump on board and grab this train as it's rolling by, I've got a couple other places that I might be like, well, okay. How complete do you For want sure. to be in your train ride? But if they you know, I might be like, yeah, start down here with nine. But if you're if you're sitting there with like the sampler, here's right. here's the beer sampler. Exactly. At the brew house. If you have a Doctor Who flight, yes, uh, exactly. Yes. Then you're gonna want to take a sip of each one just to see where we're at, see what you like, yep. and then you'll go back and drink the whole keg. So this, is, exactly so Doctor right. Who is just alcoholism, is what you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some times when you have a really, really bad day and you need a pick-me-up and it's Doctor Who. And it's yeah. Doctor Who. I feel like if Doctor Who was really alcohol, I would have died by now. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? I consume a lot. What, uh, what, Good night, folks. What, <laughs> what, would, uh, what kind of alcohol would Doctor Who be as a show? Man, beat me to it. Sorry. <laughs> One okay. that just keeps getting better with time. So it's wine. It's wine. All well, right. for that specific thing, it is. Let's let's think about it. I think that's. Uh, I think wine is a fitting. Uh, yeah. A fitting thing. I I don't know what else it would. Uh, it would be. It might have to have a curious aftertaste. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Just to be like, wait, what? Um, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. Don't really I, I, know if you could do that. But. I think I'd rather sit down and and go. Okay, what what type of beer pairs with each doctor? Ooh, oh, that could be fun for right now. Because if you drop this open, do it <laughs> for right now. Let's do it right now. Oh no, we're getting distracted oh, from man. getting the episode. But let's do that though. Okay, I, uh, I have a feeling we would need to have. Uh, I would say friend of the show uh, Terry on. She, I think, oh, she is. Is that yes. a Gallifrey well. one episode? That's absolutely a Gallifrey one episode. Yeah, for sure. You know what? That might be Terry a, comes to Gallifrey. That might be a Gallifrey one panel. Oh my god! How fun Ooh. would that be? Like one of the galley one after darks. Yes. Babe, submit it. Okay, I'll submit it, yes. but I don't. I don't know if I. Uh, yeah, no, well, I'll submit it. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. We'll submit it. Wow. <laughs> you don't is, have to. Look what we've done here. Run it. Yeah, I don't have to run it. I can just submit it. And I'll run it. Just do this. No, no, it's mine. I no it. one can see what I'm doing because it's a podcast. But if we're on stage at Gallifrey One, they there could are see. arm gestures. They could see exactly. Happening. Uh, great. So let's do that. Anyway, where were we? Yep. Blink uh, is blank, great. Blink, right. Blink. Uh, so you got, you guys both mentioned, uh, 
well, Taylor, you mentioned um, that there's some people here that you would like to see be future companions. And funny enough, I feel like this is the same exact thing where the last episode they were like, oh, yeah, um, uh, that character whose name escapes me right now was going to be the next companion, oh, the possibly. Last? Oh, right. What was her name? I didn't like Shona? Shona! Yeah. And then in this episode, I feel like when it came time, she was in talks to be um, a companion in the future as well, I believe, right? Wasn't uh, that, that a thing? I feel like that was been. a thing. Or am I making that up? I know that the up? fandom... I think fandom really was like, oh my god, she'd be a great companion. Yeah, she was like the best companion that's n- that never was. Yeah, everybody. Right. I've never met anybody and talked to them about Blink and have them be like, mm, "That's Sally Sparrow." I don't think she could have hacked it in the TARDIS. No, no, she could have. Yeah, she was oh, she very smart. Could've. She was tenacious. Um, you know, very uh, very loyal to solving this mystery. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I would I would have really liked to have uh, her as a as a companion. I think I think maybe I read something where Moffat took the idea of her and that's where Amy Pond kind of came from. You know, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. I sure. feel like I heard that, sure, but I'm not Moffitt. sure. Sure, Moffat. <laughs> sure. Whatever you say. Wow. Sure. Um, so we kind of, let's just I, go through the story and structure here. Uh, Taylor, did you have something to say? Oh, I, and it's, it's under my story and structure, but it's more just a, a commentary. I, I would love to, um, have Big Finish do the, the, uh, Sparrow and Nightingale adventures. Oh my goodness. Um, love that. Of, of Sally and her friend, obviously before the angels threw her back to the twenties. Yes. Um, and, you know, whatever abandoned houses they'd break into and. Wait, Sally and Kathy? Yeah. Oh, not Sally and Larry. No, not Sally and Larry. Sally and Kathy. So like, like, uh, a prequel to Blink. Gotcha. That'd be fun. I, I would th- love to I like hear the their I, adventures. I feel like I would be more intrigued by, uh, more of her looking into mysteries with her, I assume now boyfriend slash husband. Yeah, Larry, who's I, also I'd be a on board for that too. So it's still Sparrow and Nightingale. It would still be yeah. Store as the yeah. shop sign said. It would. So I mean, we uh hit the ground running here. We're out the gate and we're already in the story immediately. There's I I felt uh, in the structure of this story there. There's not a minute of breathing room, which is great. True. It doesn't like, there is no time to breathe, but also I'm enjoying suffocating while watching the show. Yeah, there's absolutely no fat. Like, there's no. nothing that you could trim. Everything. No. Everything has either a plot purpose or everything, every little thing makes you fall in love with these little characters who you only see for a few minutes. Oh, yeah. You know, Kathy, mm-hmm. how delightful was she? She, she was, was great. great. Yeah. She was great. For and such a brief time, you know? And then, I mean, we get the letter from her as well, which yes. is just, um, there's just, man, what a, what a terrible day Sally's having. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's just real bad. I, but I love the fact that that, literally that whole scene is like a Back to the Future 2 homage. Yes. Absolutely. That's and it's, great. It, you can see the similarities, but he does his own spin on it. And it, I'm just like happy the whole way through. Yeah. It's, um, it's great. And I mean, so yeah, no, no fat in the story. Just everything is there and it's there for a reason. Um, every character feels like a fully, uh, fleshed out, fleshed out character. Mm-hmm. And who you feel mm-hmm. for. Who you, you feel for. You feel for it. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like this is something that some episodes really miss the mark on. Um, you know, it's like you meet these characters 
especially this is one of my main critiques for this most recent season is that maybe because there are so many characters maybe because there are so many that there isn't enough time in every episode to make me care about Mm -hmm. uh, about these side characters that i want to care about um but i feel like this was it was this was a really nice reminder of of some of the episodes how they can do that and how they do make you care about these episodes i mean these characters Mm -hmm. in these episodes yeah absolutely um i mean some other notes i have here i just like i said we hit the ground running i love the wallpaper just the tearing down of the wallpaper um Mm -hmm. and i mean i guess i would like to jump ahead a little bit uh and talk about the um the set design of that house gorgeous um very creepy very old was that would that be a victorian house um are you guys familiar with houses (laughs) a a little bit i don't i honestly i watched some hgtv oh um uh, i'm trying to remember if we saw a good proper exterior shot they do like and i mean when you talk about exterior shots i mean there there is the the classic horror looking up to the the top of the there is one of those there's like at least one or two of those um, but this and if ha- I'm not mistaken, I I think this was actually the same building that was used in Knock Knock. No, dressed differently. Wait a second. I think, no, I think Is that I feel like that would have been on the TARDIS wiki. No, I think it was when we recorded for Knock Knock. Really? What? I'm gonna look that up right now. I love it even more. Well, unless, if I that's can true. Get there first. <laughs> it was a race, a race to the TARDIS wiki. Here we go. Yeah, well, what do we got? I hate my keyboards. So oh, I'm... no. Um, let's see here. What do we got? What do we got? Scroll, scroll, Story scroll, scroll. Notes. Oh, my goodness. Fine, he's, the, he, he's there Oh, first. my God. <laughs> yeah. Was I right? Shireen yes. has referred to 11 Cardinal Road as a freaky Scooby-Doo house. The episode was it's partially that. filmed on location on the same property used uh, for Wester Drumlins in Blink. Okay. Wow. In which the character also refers to the place as a Scooby Doo Scooby Doo's house. Wow, that's so nice. great. There you go. Yeah, it. I believe it is Victorian in 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 design. What a structure, great whatever. What a great bonus. Good memory on that. Hey, this was I'm a not, that was a crazy actually. episode too. That was. Yikes! Hey, good 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 memory because I completely forgot that. But, Thank you. I mean, the house uh, obviously abandoned. Uh, I can't imagine why. Mm. Uh, you know, it's a nice structured house. There's some cool statues around. Um, but it, um. House Hunters, I, Doctor Who edition. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd he go? Um, yeah, but there's like vines growing. It's just got a real creep factor to it. Um, and I mean, the wallpaper in, in that opening scene for me is a big part of that because it just looks like this house had been lived in and then everyone went, well, it's time to leave immediately. And mm-hmm. then it's just been sitting yeah. there for centuries, which is great. Yeah. yeah. And I only hope that when we remodel the kids' bathroom, wallpaper comes off that easily. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't and think that it there's will, a message from the doctor for you. Oh, uh, You know what? <laughs> I will lose my mind if there is. <laughs> Same, dude. Same. Oh, boy. Um, I just have in all caps the Weeping Angels, which I assume we will... Talk about it great length. This is obviously the first story we see the Weeping Angels in. Uh, they became a staple of Doctor Who after this. I can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> and yeah, um, I, I think 
in my second and third or my first and second rewatch uh of this week i just the look of them they were done so well that i could not tell if they had actually made statues or if they were actually people standing still I'm pretty sure they're statues. Are they statues? I'm fairly certain they're statues. Taylor, do you- I, I think th- I, yeah. I think there is, but I also feel like I remember seeing like um, like a Doctor Who Confidential or something if if they were still doing it at this point or behind the scenes thing, um, where they they did at least at one time. I thought it was also in this story along with the subsequent Angel stories. Um, they actually did have some people. Uh, in outfits, um, playing the angels. They do have someone whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce, uh, uh, uncredited as a weeping angel. So I so wonder... maybe one, maybe one or two of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think for the most part they used real statues. I would assume. I don't know. Not like they're not real stone, but they're still real right. statues, like plaster yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I could not tell. Right, listeners, right? Right, listeners, let us know, because uh, I honestly can't remember. But either way, um, super creepy. Love them. Probably one of the creepiest villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, one of the creepiest ways they quote-unquote kill you. Yeah. Uh, which is to uh, blink you into the past and then steal the energy of what might have been Ouch. of the life you did not leave. Which is uh mm-hmm. very crazy. The Lonely Assassins. Which is a great name as well. So great. Great name. Yeah, I really love the Weeping Angels. I will never complain when I get a Weeping Angel story ever. I they yeah. can. I don't think that they could use them too much, in my opinion. But also, I would like an origin story. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of mm-hmm. the origin story, I mean, there are a lot of theories about that. Mm-hmm. People have said that they are actually time lords. Um, and we, we saw that in the people thought that because at, in the, the end of time, I believe we have Rassilon who is surrounded by, I think he's surrounded by some people and one of them is covering their face like a weeping angel. Mm-hmm. Right. So people were like, Oh, maybe that's where they came from. Maybe, maybe, maybe the time Lords yeah. created them for, you know, whatever. Or maybe or they created like them accidentally. Maybe they did. Who so. knows? Who knows? Um, um but would yes. love to find a get a real canon origin story though. From I you. would love like mm-hmm. if they somehow kept it secret. I need a good like Doctor Who shocking like Oh, like a reveal. Oh, like wait, what? You yeah. know, that would be great. <laughs> it's w- been a while, I guess, since they got And those. they 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 mucked it all up. They could have done it with, uh, John Sim Master. John Sim and the Cybermen. They could have, but that, if, man, I think when we've spoken, we've all spoken about this at great length. If they had pulled that off without letting anybody know anything, Mm -hmm. that would have been one of the greatest Doctor Who reveals, I think, of all time. Yeah. I wonder how much of that was trying to, like, manage the rumor mill and, like, get ahead of it, but still misused. Should, Should not have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Dr. Light, we already talked about it. Um, I, I feel like, yes, it is a Dr. Light episode, but every part that David Tennant is in, which is basically, uh, the video, uh, and then when he's talking to Billy and then the end, um, but mainly the video is just so well acted and just, it's, mm-hmm. it's so good that almost every time you watch it, 
it feels like you're watching a different video. Mm-hmm. Like every time, even though it is the same yeah. video. Well, yeah, because they did such a great job of in every scene that we actually got to listen to any part of it or see any part of it. They were all playing off of it so perfectly. Yes. So great. And I mean, just the progression of that. We see the video. We kind of we're not getting the full story. And then when we finally go to uh, Scooby-Doo's house and we get probably one of the my favorite scenes in Doctor Who, the video mm-hmm. scene where so she's piecing it together. The doctor's saying, well, I got it because look to your left. It's just like, it's so good. And even like, Taylor, even the conspiracy theory stuff to the Easter oh, eggs yeah. of the video is just, yep. this hits like every cool thing that I like. Um, the Easter eggs, the, he's like, oh, I, I, on the, oh, what does he say? Um, me and the boys have been yes. talking about that. And Sally says, by the boys, do you mean the internet which i thought i think is a fantastic a fantastic line yeah and it's so of the time too oh my goodness yes it hasn't changed no no it hasn't (laughs) not at all um and then i mean just for story and structure i love how we have a feel-good ending and then moffat's like oh by the way be afraid of everything (laughs) be afraid of everything this is the ending yeah with a montage of several statues that are not made of stone Yes. Anyone else notice that? It's like they show like a bunch of like copper, like metal statues in parks that are not stone. Oh yeah. I'm like, wait, hang on, a weeping <laughs> angel. It's stone. Well, there's, I mean, there's your one plot hole. Yeah. But I mean, also, I mean, we're led to believe that. I mean, fast forward that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that the Statue oh, yes. of Liberty is a oh, weeping yeah, angel. Oh yeah, which I I also think is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that whole. Yeah. Boy. But I mean, it's also, I could also argue with myself that that montage featured non-stone or like metal um, statues, because if you're kind of considering what Sally, Sally and Larry probably see every time they see a statue of any kind, they're like, (gasps) oh yeah, they're probably just freaking out. So if you just look at it through their eyes, then all right, fine. (laughs) But, but let's be honest though, this, this ending completely effed up fandom, like forever. Like oh, everybody, yeah. everybody went. Oh God! Any yeah. any time we see a statue, any statue, mm-hmm. it could be, and and but that's that's the moth at his best. Yeah. It's taking something. Here's something you see every day. Here's a spatula on your counter. <laughs> I'm gonna make it scary. Yeah, you will never look at a spatula the same way again. So there, you know, that's what he does, and he does it remarkably well. Yes, life. he does. Um, I think another thing. Done remarkably well, which is no surprise to anyone uh, on this podcast, is the music. Ah, um, Murray Gold. Murray Gold getting to play with uh, some horror aspects here. A lot of strings. A lot of strings going horror on Horror strings never fail. No, they never do. Um, and I, I didn't know where to put this note, but when I was watching last night, I put it under sound for sound hmm. effects. When I was listening last night, I had my headphones on and I couldn't really tell if I was either hearing really faint screaming in the background or the wind whistling. And the fact that I could not tell which it was was even more creepy than uh, originally thought. So when I had my headphones on watching it last night um, and I feel like if I had a better quality version, I'd be able to hear it a little clear um audio wise but 
it was very frightening. So if they were, you know, messing around with the sound in the background, they did a great job. Um, but yeah, the music was, was on, was on point at all times. And I believe Lauren, you had mentioned something about, uh, when the music after she goes to visit, um, Billy. Billy, yep. There's like a really, a really not subtle music change where it's like, Sally is determined. Yes. And you heard that mm-hmm. so clearly in the, the mm-hmm. music tone shift. Um, you know, it's when she was walking out of the hospital. Yes. And she realized what the DVDs have in common is that they're all hers, which is actually another little plot hole of how did the doctor know that those are her DVDs? That those are the ones that she has. Cause she gave him the list at the end. Oh, damn it. Hey. <laughs> damn it, yeah. damn it, damn it. Mop it! Yeah. I, I will I will say that one scene after Billy passes and she's sitting by herself in the hospital and the, and the rain has cleared up. I think that's like the one breath that we get. Mm. Oh yeah, it's not it's not a long no. breathing period, but that is that is that one moment in the whole story where we kind of go, <sighs> yeah, and then, and then we're the right music back kicks up. and then it's right back going. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, uh, so the music in this, I mean, no surprise, as I said, fantastic, Murray Gold. Murray Gold. <laughs> the legend. Love you. Um, look and feel. I mean, every time the angels show up, it's GD creepy, as I put. It sure is. It's, um, <laughs> they did a great job with, um, the placement of the angels when someone goes in front of an angel or we change a camera angle and we come back, the angel's in a different position, um, mm. or very close to someone. Uh, the first time they do the slow motion when Sally is in the police station, the slow zoom in on her eyes, and then she blinks and opens them and they're gone. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh yeah. I think they did a really good job of letting us know they travel very quickly. Yes, for sure. I think my favorite thing about the Weeping Angels, though, is that especially in this episode, because they do lose this in future Weeping Angel episodes. But uh the camera is treated as a set of eyes. Ah, yes. <laughs> Where as long as the camera can see them, they're not moving. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So it's not just the characters. We're treated as a character. Yes. So it's like we're right in there. Which is great. Which is great, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because they definitely lose that in the later episodes. You know what else? Like, you, you mentioned that, and there's something that kind of bothered me about the rewatch that I feel like they changed about the the weeping angels and how they worked was when Billy lands in 1969, the doctor says, I give you a ride back, but I don't have my TARDIS. Mm -hmm. So does he not know that he can't do that? Because I have felt like in future episodes, especially with, um, or did they explain that? Why? I'm not not sure. They they did. They do. Okay. They, they, they do because um, Billy is needed to take the long way back to the present. Right. Because he's got to take the message to Sally. Right. But then why would he tell him I could take I, I could take you back to your time if I had my TARDIS when we know that the doctor uh, that Matt Smith could not do that with um, with Amy and Rory. He couldn't go back to them. He couldn't go like. Oh, they're gonna get blinked back. I can just go get them. Right. Oh, 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 right. Because, because he, yeah, he's, he's been blinked back. So that, 
potential future energy has been gobbled up. But then, yeah, the way that so maybe it just wasn't tenant says it. Yeah, maybe it just wasn't flushed out yet. Maybe that idea was maybe. I I still feel like I'm missing something. So when okay, so notes that I know that that I know about the Weeping Angels is when you get zapped back in time. There's no retrieving you and bringing you elsewhere. Like, that's it. Because that's what happened to Rory and Amy. Well, I think what happened to Rory and Amy was that he couldn't go back to, like, he couldn't use the TARDIS to get there. Because there was, like, there was, like, it wasn't that they were blinked back. It was he couldn't land the TARDIS in New York at that time. (sighs) Oh, okay. It, It was a problem with where they were sent. Right. Not that they were blinked. As far as that's, well, that's how I recall it. it there, there was a very specific problem with he could not pilot the TARDIS there huh. to get them. It's It has, truthfully, it has been a while since I watched that episode. Yeah, same. So same. I'm only 80% on this. Well, I believe you. Wonderful. Thanks for trusting me, babe. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that, that was one thing that bothered me during the rewatch is I'm like, why would he tell them that? Why would he tell him that if he knew? Well, I guess the doctor was. Um, I mean, he but he would have. I mean, I think he was just saying it just because. Right. Someone nicked his motor. So. All right. But also, I was like, that was one of my questions of like, how is it that you know Billy had to grow old and age to get that message to Sally, but then the doctor and Martha didn't age? It's like, oh well, the TARDIS was obviously zapped back to them pretty quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. Another great plot hole. That's not there. So good. Very true. <laughs> so good. Very true. Um, I'm gonna look into that uh, weeping angels. Yeah, because future I, weeping angels. I uh, I feel like that might be a thing. Because I mean, wouldn't it just yeah. like not be that big of a deal if they were blink if they were blinking people? And he's like, ah, I'll just go get them. I mean, yeah, but how many you know how many doctors are there? How many people do they consume? Yeah, that's it's true. not really a big like deterrent to be like, oh, the doctor can save some of them. Still blink them back and eat that energy. Yeah. And then well, maybe yeah, but, they're also but even, hidden. What? Even Billy was like, here's all these cars in this warehouse of people who had stopped at this building and disappeared. So, I mean, they, they've at least been gobbling up some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're nice and full. They full. <laughs> but then they found the TARDIS. <laughs> and I mean, speaking of, I love uh, in the police station garage when after uh, Billy gets Sally's number, he turns around to see just... All how all that that wide shot of all the angels around the TARDIS is uh is horrifying. Yeah. But it's also mm-hmm. it looks very cool at the same time. They did mm-hmm. a very good job with that, I feel. Nice and creepy. I only have one note for costume design. Same. Uh I wonder if it's the same note, Taylor. Um Okay. Did I miss when this sweater slash hoodie with no sleeves looked? was a thing because both sally and larry both are wearing that look and it almost looks like sally's wearing like a kmart shoppers blue Hmm. thing so that always i don't know why that always just really bothered me because i didn't i didn't get it and they both wore they both had sleeveless ones i've seen it i'm not for a while i also feel like i've seen it in like a fitness world like it not at gyms. I don't spend time at gyms, right. really. But um, I mean, I've seen it. I've but seen it outside past of this gyms episode. And looking at it, people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> walking past, exactly, yes, absolutely. Like, look at all these sleeveless hoodies. 
<laughs> anyway, Taylor, what do you got for costume designs? I not the same note, but I did notice that Sally's outfit when she's first uh in Western Drumlins is tens two different colors. She's got she's got the blue on and then she's got obviously a long coat hmm in brown. Oh, interesting. Mm. So I, I I I don't know if that was intentional by the costuming department to be like, hey, let's put her in some colors because she's kind of playing a doctor-esque role mm -hmm. or being, not. Being but the one solving the mysteries. On this rewatch, yeah, exactly. I was kind of like, hey, I recognize those colors. I'm sure it was intentional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think it was. Which is great. Um, So I have some visual things that were pretty cool. I guess these could have gone under directing, but I mean... I don't really, I don't really know if I count them as visual effects, but whatever. Um, the, would we count though? I just love the way the doctor's message looked. Like it looked like it was filmed on old technology. Yes. Placed into, mm -hmm. I guess, now old technology, <laughs> but at the time, new technology. I just really liked how that was, that was filmed and I liked the grainy look of it. Yeah. Um, and I also love, the flashing lights scene where, which is, uh, is that a, that's also another power that I don't ever think we really see again is turning out lights with just by pointing at them. Yeah. Which, how do they I, do that? Wibbly wobbly? Like we might see it one other time, but I'm not sure when. Huh. Just I a mean, wibbly wobbly they... thing? Probably. I mean, yeah, it probably is just like a thing that was included in this episode, but also when you, you fl fast forward to, the weeping angel with, um, you know, when it was in the TV. Mm -hmm. And oh. it had the power. It, it could, like, affect. It, it could manifested have, out yeah, of the TV. it yes. did. So I feel like that's, like, not the same thing, but it's, like, electricity included kind of thing. Right. I it, feel like there's probably could be some lore behind that. Right. That I it's, would it's not argue with. Hill. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Maybe. Right. I would I would definitely hear that argument. But, uh, it's a I, Tumblr. To Tumblr. The light flashing scene was great. And then uh, right after that, shaking the TARDIS. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. I love that. I don't know why, but I, f I feel like that whole rocking the TARDIS back and forth. It, it At first, it almost looks a little hokey, but mm. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like, I'm totally yeah. fine with it. Yeah. But still. Also, Ten's TARDIS. How wonderful. Ugh. How, mm -hmm. how much I miss every past TARDIS. I know. But not to, <laughs> not to say this, well... They could they could do some more sprucing on this one. Honestly, this one they really just need to give our four heroes some more space. They need some space in that yeah. TARDIS. They they need more space in that endless amount of space box. Yes, which they are like, not using to the in, fullest. Infinite, infinite. We only ever see the console room, which makes sense. But give them some more space in that console room. Absolutely. Anyway, this is turning into critiques of this season. <laughs> Um, I already said my note for sound. Anybody have any uh, sound effects notes? You know, it was nice to notice the the slight uh, stone on stone sounds we would get uh, when the angels moved, especially yes. when it was dark and you'd hear this shunk and then oh. but it was very faint. It wasn't like a very heavy stone on stone sound. Yeah. And then also like the pigeon noise that would accompany the did you notice that? When, I don't think it did. There was like a a weird pigeony like flapping noise, and like, then like wings, yeah. like wings. I don't think it was every oh. time, but it was enough. It happened every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. Like well, them, I, them again, moving like disrupted. You, I was not on the best headphones. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like them moving like disrupted the birds or something. Yeah, it was very... Or that was them. That's what I took from it. That was the, them making a noise. Oh, the angels? Moving. Yes. Oh. Because they got wings. That's true. And I mean, if you think about it, that's even creepier because they're out in the wild and people don't see them and they hear like a pigeon noise. Whoa. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm also just thinking about I I wish we didn't know how they moved or what they look like. But then Moffat had to yeah. take it to the next level and right. show us, um, which I wish hadn't happened. Um, but I don't really know if they use those wings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know. Uh, we probably, unfortunately, we'll never know. We probably will find out. I don't know. Hopefully. I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like we have talked about our characters at, gr- at, at great length. I don't know if I really have anything, uh, more to say about any of them, but if I will open the floor, Lauren, do you have anything to say about any of these characters that we haven't said before? I mean, if there's one character we haven't talked enough about, it's Billy Shifton. We also really haven't talked about Larry much. We have not talked about Larry a lot either. Look, the so. angels and the... Uh, writing of this episode was amazing. Yeah. Totally deserves all that we've talked about so far. Um, I mean, I, I said it in the beginning of the podcast or when we started talking about Blink. Um, I care. I care yes. about each of these characters. Kathy, Larry, mm-hmm. Billy, you know, we all, we got them all for a brief time, but, you know, and Sally, I care about all of them. Yes. And I love that and I miss that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I 100% agree with yeah. you there. There are some characters that were on all season that I wish I cared about more. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean. Not that I don't. Right, but I wish I, I felt more emotional yeah. attachment I wanna to cry. them. I want to cry. Yeah, I mean. I want to cry. <laughs> I could take it or leave it, but also, yes, I do miss that, uh, yeah. that connection. But, um, I mean, Larry's great. I mean, he's basically, uh, he comes out of the gate as like a goofy guy. But I mean, he, I feel like he is intrigued by this mystery and wants to help solve it, but, but is still a goofy guy throughout the entire thing. Um, yeah. And he also lets, you know, he lets Sally take the lead and oh, yeah. run, really be the driving force of this, even though he's the one who's, you know, on the forums and he's the, yeah. he's the fan. You yes. Know? He's got a t shirt, <laughs> which is adorable. Yes. It's great. Um, but yeah, he he lets her, you know, he lets her run with it. Yeah. Um and Billy, I mean, Billy in that brief time like I I was sitting there going, I need to see some where's my big finish audio of 1969 <laughs> of him uh hanging out with uh Martha and the doctor maybe doing a side mission waiting for the TARDIS to come. Um I would love, love that. that idea. He was such a yes. charismatic figure in three minutes yes yeah Just three minutes so quick and none of it came across as you know gross no it's just like oh and like her her slip to say her name was sally shipton was just so sweet <laughs> very cute oh and she was so embarrassed she, so great yeah she was very embarrassed and then i mean um old billy was Aww. also great i yeah. feel like they did a great job of casting the uh younger version of billy and the older version of billy they if i mean it felt like the same person because it sh- that's the way it should have been yes totally um yeah, it was it was great yeah and then i mean miscellaneous notes i just have um i mean we just talked about 
uh, Billy and Sally, which is great. And then, uh, when Kathy gets zapped back in the time and, uh, and Ben is just following her, which was, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if I'm like, <laughs> that's funny, but also I'm like, ooh, I mean, <laughs> you know, fair. Like, yeah. stop following. Are you ever going to stop following me? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, well, let's ring some wedding bells then. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. you know, uh, there was some other stuff going on. I'm sure, you know, they led a ha- happy life in this fictional. Sure, sure. Sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then I just have, you know, when you say you guys, you mean the internet, don't you? Which is great. Great line. Um, do we have any final? Oh, Taylor, um, behind, yeah. the, behind the couch scale. I think I know the answer. Well, I, I didn't one. get to chime in on characters. Now, oh so. yes, characters. Let's go to characters. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in in here real quick and let's let's honor and recognize the fact that this is the birth of Timey Wimey. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And it goes ding when there's stuff too. Mm-hmm. And it goes yes, exactly. Um, possibly one of the most quoted bits of Doctor Who, the Timey Wimey part, at least. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I I know that it ended up in my anniversary card to my wife this year, so <laughs> cute. Um, I won't lie, had a mad crush on Sally right from the start. Oh. I mean, she is cute as a goddamn button. Yeah, definite Swoon City. Um, Swoon and, City and I for think sure. Car- Carrie Mulligan went on to do like some big Hollywood stuff too. Eventually, didn't she? She was in The Great Gatsby. That's, That's right. What I'm thinking of. Yeah. She's been in many things. Please. Uh, She's done more than that. Sorry, Karen Mulligan. No, Star of the Great Gatsby. Ca- no, Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. <laughs> and Toby Maguire. Oh, good. Spider-Man. Who else? And a lot of... And bad, directed by Baz Luhrmann. Oh, wow. You know a good lot Baz. about that movie. I, I like saw. Baz Luhrmann. I went through a Baz Luhrmann phase. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Moulin Rouge, Strictly Ballroom. Oh, yeah. Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yep. I oh. do Rome, think... Romeo plus Juliet, I'm pretty sure. Romeo plus Juliet? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Claire Danes. Is that how you say the name of that? It's not Romeo and not. Juliet. It's Romeo plus Juliet. Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, man. Is since it my, really? Since it came out. How old was I? I don't know. I've been saying Romeo plus Juliet the whole time. I mean, sure. We'll look it up. I don't want to. We'll look it up right we'll, now. We'll look it up later. As soon as we're done here. Look, and, and, and I'll just say I'm the old fogey. He used it when he taught Romeo and Juliet to high schoolers. So. Did you say Romeo plus Juliet? No, I said Romeo and Juliet. Okay. <laughs> but again, Fairly old fogey, certain. so. I'm going <laughs> to... Hey, Siri? No. No. Don't am, act- I, am I right? Don't activate Siri right now, please. Okay, I won't. Um, hey, Siri, did Billy Shipton have the best line of the episode because life is short and you are hot? Yes. <laughs> and then I love that old Billy changes it because he realizes that life is... Well, his life, at least, was not was not short. Yeah. <laughs> it was very yeah. long. No. But no. she's still hot. <laughs> yeah. True. It was good stuff. True. I have a question for you both. Yeah. Inspired by this story. Oh, boy. Have you ever wanted to go exploring an abandoned place? Um, yes. And I feel like I just saw it a little while ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was, um, I think it was an abandoned dorm over by USC. Nice. Ooh. It's just in the, it is the only abandoned thing in that area and i'm like yeah i'd love to go explore that i really like when i drive past like dilapidated barns like Mm -hmm. i don't think i'd do that no i don't know i think i would do that but it's like it clearly structurally is not safe right but i'm always like i want to go over there but i never i never have 
I mean, I was really big into um, um, the abandoned. Taylor, I shared that with you, right? There was all the somebody went around and would take pictures of all the abandoned, um, like apartments, department stores, and malls in the greater Bay Area. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I, w- I was absolutely obsessed with that. Um, what was it? A Flickr account? It was a Flickr account or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think so. But yes, I have wanted to explore stuff like that. I think that would be very cool. And also, I, for a brief time, was also obsessed with abandoned amusement parks. Ooh, I was just going to say, Ooh, I've, I've seen get. some of those pictures. Those are yeah, fun creepy. and creepy. So, yes. Yeah. And I assume you have, Taylor, as well. Um, I Yes, I definitely would want to... Um, I haven't really gone after it. Uh, you know, when do I find the time <laughs> between <laughs> work and being time? a dad? I mean, yes. it makes it's, sense. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I would love to, I, and I, I know there are some, I know there are some places around here. I, I got a ginormous list of places across the country that I'd love to go check out. But again, you know, Hey, when am I going to be rolling through certain parts of the country? I'm probably not. Yeah, but, true. I do have a list that I would love to. And can I just say, talking about ancient antiques, um, everybody's using flip phones in this in this episode. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yep. The flip that jumped phone. right out at me. Oh, look, flip phones. Well, oh, this boy. was before iPhones. 2007? It came out it might ten, have been just ten, before, 10 yeah. or 11 years yeah, ago. Yeah, just a little before. Yeah. Goodness. Right on yeah. the cusp. So, so when he, when Larry's on the internet, it's like a big deal. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Hey. That's right. All right, Taylor, before we close it out here, um, you gotta hit us with that behind the couch scale, and I feel like I might have an inkling of what you're gonna say. Is it because you looked at the notes and read what I had to say? No. <laughs> okay, good. Um, is it scary? Yes, but I'm torn between the excitement of introducing the Weeping Angels because the, the kids, you know, they, they know what the Weeping Angels are. Right. You know, I talk about going down to Gallifrey One and I'm like, I'll get you guys a picture of Weeping Angels. They're like, no. <laughs> um, and, and I'm torn between that and introing them to the idea of common stuff being scary. Oh, oh, it's yeah. that ending. It's that ending. And the idea that they could go around and be like, oh, my God, that's a statue. That could be a whipping angel. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. Because I know I did. And I was an adult when I saw this. So I was like, oh, man, I'm never going to look at these the same way again. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I watched this last night uh, in the pitch black darkness of our room. And I went, why am I nice. doing this right now? <laughs> why am I doing this? But Wow. Yeah. You know, I was scared. Yeah, reasonably so. <laughs> oh, man. Holy smokes, you guys. We we did it. We have the second piece. Yeah, but what happened to alternate us? I think we retconned ourselves. The angels still have the original episode 14, but we have the new one. Uh, you, you know what that means, though, right? Ernesto is stuck in the original episode 14 forever. R.I.P., homie. Here, hand me the tracer. Okay, I'm going to join this to the other piece. John, why don't you set the coordinates to our next adventure? All right, next time on Podcastica, I am so excited to revisit the 1996 
Fox TV movie. Are you excited about this, Lauren? So excited. Starring now, Paul- Lauren, have you ever seen it before? Shockingly, no. No, she is oh, not. Boy. This is why I am oh, so excited. Oh, uh, it stars Paul McGann as the doctor, Daphne Ashbrook as Grace, and Eric Roberts as the master. It was written by Matthew Jacobs and directed by Jeffrey Sachs, and it aired on Fox in America. <laughs> Yikes. Uh-huh. Right. All right. Well, uh, until next time, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, just search The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at BlueBoxUFO. And you can follow Lauren on Twitter at Bancroft, B-A-N-C-R-O-F-F-E-D. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and also Spotify. Just search Podcastica, rate and review us as well. Uh, also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G, and head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com, buy one of our Podcastica shirts, buy the shirt that Elizabeth Warren laid eyes on. Sure did. The future of time and space is female because it is. Wear it and argue with idiots all across the land because they are wrong when they go, I don't like that shirt, and you say, hey, guess what, buddy, and then you... I don't know. You are, you have a fun argument with them. I don't know what's happening, but you should also head on over to patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Donate monetarily if you can. We appreciate every, uh, everything helps, guys. Everything helps in, in a monetary form. Is that good, babe? You're doing great. Great. Uh, the Y-Axes. Check them out. Twitter.com slash the Y-Axes. Facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. The yaxes.bandcamp.com. They, like us, are also on Spotify. Guys, they've been supporting us. They've probably forgotten that they let us, they gave us permission to use their music so long ago, but they have always been so kind to us. So let us, in turn, be kind to them. So join us again in two weeks where we go back to primetime on Fox and watch the 1996 TV movie. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Bye. Because I don't know what I'm doing. We've only done this for 150-something episodes.